I was asked to look at a question, how can parish churches reach out to people in their communities that other churches are failing to reach? There's been a lot of confusion over the years over what church actually is. And perhaps it's necessary to set the record straight. Church is not a personality. It's not a celebrity Christian. It's not a pastor. If it's a person at all, it is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Church is not a Sunday, though Sunday is very important in the Christian calendar. Church is not a denomination, though denomination can provide structure and organisation and doctrine. Church should not be seen so much as a, something built or planted, but rather as something deployed. Church should not be seen as an address, but something sent. Church is not an hour on a Sunday. Church is not about size. So what is church? Church is the hands and feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. And hands should not be idle. They should be doing. Feet should not be still. They should be going. We are the church. We, the followers of Christ Jesus, are the church. The church is people. Kingdom people. So what is the purpose of this church? Church is not just about soul winning, though soul winning is important. It's also about soul building. It's not just, not just to save the, the unreached, though that's important. It is to teach those who are already reached. It's not just the gospel, but it's the entire word of God. It's not just evangelism, but it's also feeding the flock. It's not just bringing the unsaved to the gospel, but bringing the gospel to the unsaved. Ministry should be to sinners, but ministry should be to saints. The church should preach salvation, but the church should also preach the whole counsel of God as well. The church should teach how to be saved, but it should also encourage and show people how to live. Ministry traditionally is done by a pastor. However, ministry should be done by all. All are in full-time service. All members of the kingdom of God, of the church, are in full-time service. The pastor is the preacher, the proclaimer, but all believers are to be proclaimers of the truth, just as the pastor is. So who are the unreached? The unreached do not seem to fit into one demographic. In fact, they cross, they're across the spectrum from a, a lot of... A lot of different people groups, or a large variety of people. And they all have the potential to be reached. Many churches only have one real demographic in them. For example, uh, megachurch attendees uh, are often a very defined demographic. Dave Gibbons, a megachurch pastor, warns of the liability of size and notice the power of small local churches in contrast to the megachurches which he was used to, and they tended to be ones that attendees 
were age 40, mostly male, single, wealthy, educated, and suburban. However, in contrast, smaller churches were reaching across the spectrum and reaching into the community. He argues for the streamlining of programming and the fostering of people-powered ministry that can make smaller local churches a more integral and visible part of local communities. Whilst targeting one demographic is not wrong, for example, some of the apostles reached only one people group, for example, one was to the Jews and one was to the Greeks and one was to the Romans and so on and so forth. However, there's something to be said for reaching across the spectrum, reaching out into all the world with the gospel to all peoples. So the church has people and therefore has people power. And even if few in number, we have the example of Gideon, who was asked to go into battle with only a few men. Ministry will come from members of the congregation. Perhaps there's a member who's in the PTA. Perhaps there's a member who works in prisons. Perhaps there's a member who works with the homeless. Perhaps there's a member who works in a cafe somewhere and has contact with people constantly. Perhaps there is a person who works in a shop. Perhaps there is a person who works in the care sector or other ministry. Rather than pressuring these people to take all their gifts and turn them all churchward, it would be better to equip and, and encourage them to serve where they're already at, where they're already active as Christians. And indeed, ideas for future outreach, both within the church and out with the church, will likely come from these people who are in contact with those who are lost, who are in contact with those who are poor, who are in contact with those who need the love of Jesus Christ in their lives. It's important to know members of the congregation, to know enough about their passions, about their gifts, and about their present involvements. And as I said before, we needn't worry if it's a small church, if it's a small number of people. In fact, in smaller churches, there is more flock intimacy. And it's much easier to get to know the congregation. We need to discover how to turn people's responsibilities, unique giftedness, into ministry opportunities. Encourage them to hear the word, to do the word, and to speak the word in season and out of season. Encourage them to be ministers of the gospel. Equip them. Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, to equip his people for the work of the ministry, so that the body of Christ may be built up, or edified, as some versions say. When believers are well fed and taught in the whole counsel of God, the body, the local church, will be healthy, and God will be glorified by that. Christ will manifest in the congregation and God will be glorified. The church should be seen more as an edification hub 
and a training ground for the disciples of God rather than a society or organization that is about pew warming and spiritual consumerism. We need to consider what do unbelievers or the unreached see when they see the church? Do they see a healthy organism? Do they see well-fed members? Do they see Christ in us? Are we examples of Christ? Are they convicted by the person and presence of our Lord God? The greatest need for our lost world is that Christ would be manifest through healthy believers who live and understand his word. When the people are equipped for ministry, gospel outreach will not be lax. Mission will not suffer. When a church makes its priority equipping and edifying of saints, true evangelism will be enhanced as illustrated in scripture in 1 Corinthians 14, 24-25, where it says, But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed. And so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. What a testimony. Now above all, we have the example of Jesus. Alistair Begg rightly argues, that without the cross of Jesus Christ, there is no gospel. There simply is no good news without the cross. Indeed, any attempt to preach the gospel, minus the cross, is to offer people a placebo rather than the very medicine they require. Jesus loved the Father, which prompted him to love others. It was such a love that it compelled him to the cross for us. His compassion was such that he, he called his disciples to pray for more to go to the harvest. And his hand is not shortened that it cannot save. And he called people to be his apostles, his disciples. Christ is the supreme example of how we should love a lost and needy world. So in conclusion, how can parish churches reach out to people in their communities that most churches are failing to reach? By understanding what church is, recognising its use to both the reached and the unreached, by ministry by all to all, by equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, but above all, by looking to the Lord Jesus Christ as supreme example of outreach and ministry.